Man, listen, at the end of the day, we got to talk about shit. If you don't talk about the shit, you don't deal with the shit. You got to cope. A lot of us cope negatively, some positively. But you got to talk about it. And talking about it sometimes opens up the window to just get through it and realize you're not the only one. Thou must cope. I be having to get my mind right. I have to leave that hole alone and get my mind right. Okay. So we're going to be continuing the toxic parenting series. And my first question for you today is, is it toxic if religion is related to the parents' toxic ways or toxic parenting? Well, ultimately, yes, of course. But I feel like you can swap out religion for anything, you know, moral system or values or anything like that. Um, I think it's the parent's responsibility to make sure that even with your belief system in place, that when you're raising your child, that their best interest is at heart at all times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying place your child above your religion or place your religion above your child. But I mean, as an adult, you should have the tools to navigate through life without causing your child like trauma. Because like, for example, like you say, with gay, you know, people um, in Christianity, uh, you know how they're but that doesn't mean that you have to disown your child, kick your child out and all that stuff, you know? Right. And that's the example that I was going to use, too, just because it's the easy example that, like, I feel like everybody experiences and um, experiences in a way of like you've seen it happen or it's happened to you more so. But um, I've noticed that, like you said, a lot with the Christian religion, um, like if someone's child is gay and they're a Christian, you know, sometimes you do get that, that love and support, but a lot of times it's like, oh no, I rebuke you. I don't support that. If you're going to be doing any type of demonic things like that, you need to get out of my house. Mm -mm. You won't be my child. And like, you know, it's one thing to disagree with something that your child is doing because of morals or religion, but to disown a child, that's like a whole nother level. Like you're supposed to love your child unconditionally, regardless if you support their decisions or not. It's one thing when they're out of your house and it's like, oh, you're 21 years old. You know, I'm not for it. So I don't really want to deal too much with it, but I love you the same, but it's a whole nother thing to like disrespect your child and disown them. Like, I've seen people, um, I had a friend in high school where, um, to give like a very brief story, she was adopted. She was adopted because her mom was not like equipped to raise her, but she was adopted by her aunt. Um, growing up in life, she always thought that her aunt was her mother until she got older and just things just didn't add up. She figured out it wasn't really her mother, whatever. Her aunt slash mother was very, 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 like, heavily um, in the church. Like, anything that she could do, she was on that ministry. And basically, as my friend got older, she began to kind of experience and um, experiment with her sexuality. 
And when her aunt slash mother found out, she kicked her out that day. And we were in ninth grade. Oh. Yeah. We were in ninth grade. And um, she kicked her out that freaking day and told her if she wanted to be doing those things and she needed to go stay with the girl. Now, of course, we were young. So it's like it's not like you could just get up and go to somebody's house and stay with them. But um, she ended up letting her come back after like two weeks. And she was just like, under my house, you will not be doing anything like that. If I found out, if I find out that you are communicating with women or females, that's it. And she stopped feeding her and everything. So like, I used to like bring snacks to school and stuff because she wasn't really able to get any food anymore. And it was crazy. Like, it was really crazy. And in terms what ended up happening was she found her birth mother and went and lived with her birth mother. And she went to a very, very, very toxic situation because of that. But because of that whole religious aspect, there came toxic parents. And like, it's one thing to not support something, but to kick your child out in ninth grade and then not feed them because of suspicions that they're interacting in a homosexual relationship like that's very extreme but she was just on some like oh no you're the devil there won't be no demons in my house absolutely and I I, so what you're saying like I find it funny how you know I'm gonna speak to Christianity because that's my religion and I know it and I've seen it in the world and I know you know people with these experiences especially of the LGBTQ community but it's crazy to me how some parent will pull that, um, oh, you're gay, it's a demon, I'm going to rebuke it. But then in that same breath, your brother could be in a game out here in these streets, shooting people, killing people, selling drugs to the youth, diminishing, like, just tearing down your community, right? But your brother getting to stay at home forever, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just like, when it comes to toxic parenting, for some reason, I don't know what it is, why with sexuality and religion that's like the ultimate like all right for not everybody but for a lot of people that's like okay this is one sin or this is one thing I'm just not gonna tolerate so that's what I meant by they have to come with that balance like come on like speaking to what you said that your friend was in ninth grade ninth grade how old are you 13 I don't I don't care what my child doing at 13 my child is coming home to my roof at the end of the day because no matter what they're doing, they're safest in my home, you know? So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you brought up a really good point because it's just as toxic to not, like, in terms um, discipline or parent that boy as well. Like, it's like, okay, so why are you choosing to hold this standard where with your daughter, and we can go into, like, roll right into that, with your daughter, oh, you got to cook, you got to clean, you got to do all these things because you are going to be a wife with your son Everything can be dirty. The girl got to clean up after him. He barely taken out of the trash. He, t- he being rude and all this type of stuff. And it's just okay. And me, I don't have any brothers, but I've just seen this a lot where there is this crazy double stare- standard in the parenting. Like, and I know um, previously on the podcast before we talked about how we might would do some of those double standards too, but that's very toxic. Like, that's just like, I don't know. It's just like saying, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put it into words. No, I I completely agree with you 100%. So like you, I have a brother, but I didn't grow up with him. So I can't speak to him being in the household. But I have, my mom has a sister who has all sons and my mom has all daughters. 
And speaking to like just the toxic parenting, my aunt will do something like we'll go to her house and be like, oh, my God, we have so many helpers. And me and my sisters will look at each other like, who the fuck is she calling helpers? Like, you have three sons. You you have a full staff in here if we're helpers. You know what I mean? But we'll go to her house. Like, the dishes need to be done. Trash needs to be taken out. And she'll say stuff to my Oh, my God, you have so many here. And, like, like ask, so you have three children. Like, they're all about the same age as us. Like, why is it that you expect us, because we're the females of the family, to be the helpers around the house, you know? Like, you raise your, right. you're raising your sons to just be, like, to exist in a space where women cater to them. And like you said, like you said, I do some of those double standards I'm here for. And simple things like my daughter, I want to make sure my daughter knows how to cook clean and take care of her body because I know what she does into a relationship versus a man. You know, the standard that women are held to. Right. You Balance is the, like the answer to almost everything. Balance. And you know, like when you talk about the cleaning stuff, I can say if I was to have a daughter and a son, the standard that I'm going to hold for my daughter to be clean is going to be different, like for sure. Just because, like you said, with the gender roles, as they get older, you start dating. That's what they're going to be looking at. But best believe my son going to clean too. Oh, absolutely. My son is going to clean. Like, there ain't no doubt about it. Now, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, you didn't get this specific scratch right here. But there is not going to be any, oh, just because my son is a boy, his room can be all dirty, clothes all everywhere and things like that. If it's time to clean up the kitchen, son, wash the dishes. You're going to wash dishes just like my daughter will, period. Like, there isn't going to be any of that. But at the end of the day, I am going to make sure that my daughter can clean to a different level. Um... I don't know, like, it's just crazy to me because even when it comes to, like, grades, I've heard of it where the girl can be um, making grades and if she make a C, it's like, well, don't nobody want no dumb girlfriend, yada, 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 yada. You think anybody want a dumb wife? You need to show that you can. But if a boy do it, then it's just like, all right, son, um, aim for the A's and keep it pushing. Like, I just, I never understood that. And I think, I understand. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think that goes back to the fact of survival. A man could survive off of labor. You know what I mean? So you could have a dumb boyfriend, but one thing about him, he could fix a car. He could work with his hands to make his living, you know? Um, he could cut some hair. He could do something. But I think what women's society looks at us like, if we're not... Okay, I know this... I don't mean to, like, go off a little bit, but I'm just going to go off just a little bit. For instance, like, for myself, like, it's crazy to me. I have a degree. I have a bachelor's degree. And I feel like sometimes coming to a relationship... With certain men, that may not be enough. You know what I'm saying? But I never, ever think for men coming into the relationship, they feel like their intelligence capacity is something that we evaluate. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how yeah. smart is he? Like, how, how far can he go? What can he bring to the table financially? How can he level me up in today's society? You know, I know they say some women are gold diggers or whatever, but I'm talking about like your... Yo, like not a gold digger, just a girl who's just looking for love, like something like that. I'm not sitting here evaluating like, oh, he need a PhD level credit score 700. I'm out here looking at the person and the character where I feel like now it's kind of different where men is evaluating a woman like they, they adding up points on the application. Oh, yeah, she get a three for GPA. She get it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy to me. No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Because I can say for a fact. I am willing to date a man that don't have a degree. That ain't no problem for me. hundred percent. But on the contrary, like you said, I don't think men 
are feeling that same way unless for sure she got a business or she has some type of trade she do hair or something where it's like oh i know she don't need that degree she good but dang that sucks. That does. I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, how the heck am I out here in these streets feeling inadequate and I'm educated? You know, I'm like, hold up. Like, is that not enough? Like, when especially when you're trying to date somebody on your level, because not that I wouldn't mm-hmm. date somebody with the, I would date somebody without a degree, but when you're talking to like a guy who's like in business or something, it's like you know, and that goes back to parenting. Like, imagine what they're gonna teach their children when they're looking for a mate. Right. It's only gonna get more rigorous and like finding mates because people gonna be checking people off by they um you know what they bring into the table, which is which is smart though, because we do live in a time where like, you know, you do need two incomes to probably thrive like you want to. But coming from a past generation where like, you know, the man just he usually would provide and if the lady wanted to work or the wife wanted to work and that was the option. Now it's like, nah, bruh, you're not bringing that into the table. I can't even I can't even take you back. I'm just at a loss of words because it's so sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> dating is something else. Something else for sure. And, you know, I guess, like, in a sense, that does trickle straight into parenting because with dating, sometimes comes procreation. Woo! I don't know. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's a whole lot. of. So my next little subtopic would be, um, let's see. How do you feel about parents that live vicariously through their children or like are forever trying to make their decisions for their child because they're living through them? Okay. So I think the first way the parents who are vicariously living through their children, I feel like it could be toxic if they're trying to make the decisions for them. But then you have the parent who is just like whatever thought, my child comes up with, I'm a ride for them. So if my child be like, oh, I want to be a rapper. Mom's going to be like, let's start a label. Let's do it, you know? But that's something, you're yeah, allowing yeah. your child to creatively express themselves, to come up with their own thoughts, their ideas. But then you have the parent who's like, oh, I didn't make it into the NFL, so I'm going to push my son. He's going to be that, that Johnson that makes it to the NFL, you know? And it can get a little toxic because it's like, are we allowing our children to create their own realities? Are we allowing them to have their own thought processes, be, become their own individuals? Or are we pushing our past expectations of ourselves onto our children, you know? Um, I was talking to my dad the other day and um, his stepson. I don't know if he's gay or what, but I don't know. Something a little off about him, right? So I remember his mom was saying, children are way, but you know, we have to let go at some point that they're not the people to be and they're the people that they actually are. And then my dad is like, no, no, just give him some time. Just give him some time. And I think they're talking about his sexuality because they keep trying to force him on girls. And from what I saw, I was I was like, I don't know if sis like girls. <laughs> I was like, he really into some different stuff. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta be realistic with yourself and step back as a parent and like, are you making the best decision for your child to be be a healthy functioning member of society or are you making the best decision for yourself to vicariously live through them you know so that's it could be it could get very toxic i've seen it happen and you know what i feel like that kind of goes to the whole mama knows best parents knows best thing um i do believe that there's some truth to that 
truth to that when it comes to wisdom. But I feel like at the same time, parents have to realize that you always not, you're not gonna always be right, bro. Like sometimes what you want from me is not what I need. And you know, like, although a parent can come from this in a sense of, well, I've been there before. I, I can give you a prime example. I've had this discussion with my father before. So before I went into college um, for undergrad, my dad wanted me to be a pharmacy major. Uh-huh. Right? I have an older sister as well. And my older sister was already in college because she's a year older than me. And he wanted her to be a pharmacy major, but she won't she won't go on for it. And neither was I. We would listen to the combo, but we like, nah, we good. And so he was just always like, man, pharmacy, that's what you need to go into. Your school got a good program for it. They the only program here, da 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 and everything. And he was just saying how like for sure we would have a job at all times. And so of course I went to school and I did not go into pharmacy because nothing about it was intriguing to me. And also I know my strengths and my weaknesses and math and science are neither my strengths, you know, like to be completely real. I, I can finesse with math, but for me to be doing it for my job, that ain't gonna work. And so I graduated. I did not graduate with a pharmacy degree or any type of degree in pharmacy. And this came up like a few years afterwards. And he was like, you know, Cause I was just saying how I'm not in my career. My dad was, I tried to tell you to go into pharmacy. You would have been good. You would have been good. And I just had to really tell him, I was like, bro, although I would have been good, I would have been miserable. Like I would have been miserable as hell because that is not anything that I was passionate about. Anything that interests me at all. It would not matter that I had a job. Nigga, I was still going to be depressed because I hate this shit. And then I also have to say like, to be real, we don't even have a pharmacy program at our school anymore. And the pharmacy students were struggling to get out. Been there seven years, could not pass this one class and everything. So who's to say I would have ever got the degree? And so, like, I said all that to say, like, sometimes it can they can come from a sense of I know what's best for you. And I'm trying to do this because I made these decisions and this was the wrong decision. But at the same time, like, your child has a different life. Your child has a different path. So sometimes you just got to let your child be your child, like, and they're going to fall and it's going to be some things that you were like, you know what, we could have prevented this. But at the end of the day, bro, like you got a life of your own and you're living that and then your child is having their own life and they need to live theirs, period. Absolutely. I agree with you. And um, speaking to like the whole, I, I don't know if you remember the other night we was having a conversation about how like the generation before me, their whole thing was survival. Mm-hmm. Like my parents came from Jamaica to America. So when they're thinking of career, when they're thinking of job, they're not even thinking of career. They just thinking of like, you need something that's going to make you a good income to pay your bills. That's literally their mindset. They're not thinking about anything else. They're not thinking about family work balance. They're just like, you need something that's going to put bread on the table and your family needs to be able to eat and you need to be able to take care of your parents versus our generation. I didn't grow up struggling like my parents did. I grew up kind of comfy. So my thing is I need to find something that makes me happy. Because as you know, when you're comfortable, you don't really have some, if you're not stimulated mentally, you could get easily depressed. You know what I mean? Like if you're not having something that that you're working towards a goal of something, you could get so easily fall into that sunken place. So now with our generation, I feel like we're here where we're trying to figure that out. So when it comes to parenting, it's like, how do we, put in that healthy survival happiness balance like how do we properly 
teach our children, like, okay, listen, um, I want to live through my children. I want to live with my children. I don't want to live through them. I want to experience life with them because we're always on a journey of growing and becoming our higher selves, right? So how do we properly teach you how to become financially independent, follow your passion, and be happy all at once, and also keep all your spiritual, your physical, and your mental together? It's a lot. It's I would really say, is it possible, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's like, it can be done, though. Because you, you, you see some people out here in the world thriving. Like, like all right. You, you doing it. Right. It just all takes time. It takes time in the correct mindset, honestly. That's what I yeah. thought. And, and in mindset, it can't just be in you. You have to, like you said, instill this in your children. And your children instill it in their children. And then what's a family thing? Just like generational wealth generational positive goddamn manifesting mindset like period yes yes god so how do you feel about the use of reverse psychology do you think that it is common in parenting for parents to use reverse psychology on their children i do and i think so because more than anything, I see children using reverse psychology on their parents. Mm. And we know more than anything that a child absorbs everything they see their parents do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's like, that's almost, especially in our community, the black community, like, you want somebody to do something, you tell them the opposite because you know. You know if I tell you to do this, you're going to do that. So then it becomes a cycle of, um, oh, mom, I'm going to manipulate you into doing what I want you to do. You know, so it's like it's a constant cycle we're in. But I do think that could be toxic because then again, after they become a certain age, like you have to teach your child how to be a critical thinker. You know, like, all right, let me show you. These are the facts. So what decision do we need to make based off emotion and the facts that's going to get the best outcome? We need to start teaching your child from a young age. Like, okay, you know, hey. You know, I know you really want to be outside playing with your friends. Oh, people don't even do that no more. But, you know, I know you really want to go out with your friends this weekend. But, you know, your homework, you got a project due this week and that you haven't even started on. So, like, which decision is the best decision? Right. And then, like you said, how the children begin to use it on their parents. Another thing that comes with that is, like you said, so the parents do it first, right? Then the children do it. When the children do it back, then the parents feel some type of way because they like, what the hell? Like, you were trifling, conniving, why you manipulated, I mean, manipulative or whatever, right? But then we take that into adulthood, right? Then mm-hmm. we be out here manipulating people. Like, oh, yeah. Significant others and um, our significant others and our friends and stuff. And then people out there, like, how you get so manipulative? Like, oh my gosh. And then you're it a becomes a part of your character. You don't even re- realize, because I was like that at one point in my life, because, you know, I worked in the car industry. My dad worked in the car industry. So I'm not trying to say, like, we just manipulative people, but I got to a point in my life where persuading people was nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it was nothing for me. Like, it, it's to the point where I would just do it, like, in routine, like, even when I don't have to. And I felt myself like, okay, man, I got to stop treating people like this. Like, I got to let people like make their own decisions and stop trying to, you know, force this type of thinking on people or, you know what I mean? Like it just, it became toxic, very toxic. Even like in relationships, I'll be like, man, let me stop finessing food out of him. Like I, you know, like it's something simple. 
oh, I'm hungry because I know you finna buy me some food. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm not telling you I'm hungry because I'm because I'm just saying it. I'm saying it because I know when I say I'm hungry, you finna hit me like, what you want? Like, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but I felt that on a spiritual level. I, I totally, I feel like we're very similar. So I know you know what I'm talking about. And this, and you know, it begins to get so bad because, like, I realize, okay, I think all women are food whores. I'm gonna just put it out there. Like, to some <laughs> extent, all women are food whores. It's just some women are like food whores for Rich, rich Chris, and some just like Cold Stone. You know, like yeah. <laughs> but I think. It's tough because as I get older, I realize, like, damn, I'm being manipulative. Why am I doing this? Or why am I being like this? But it really just became a way of life. Like, I started doing that whole food thing when I was in high school. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sick. I don't have any medicine. What the heck? And they're like, oh, I hope you feel better. Do you need anything? And I'm like, nah, I ain't got no medicine, but it's cool, though. I'm going to just... um sleep and just hope I'll wake up feeling better (laughs) and then here he come like I'm gonna get you some medicine bro you want anything else can you give me some apple juice and number three (laughs) and then I'm like okay cool like you know and over time you continue to do that because it works yeah it freaking works I'm not gonna lie it's a good skill to have too because like it done got me on some 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 situations I graduated because of it like I'm just saying like it's, it's some good things that come from it but at the same time like we can't just be living in a state of, oh, I'm going to manipulate everybody into doing what I want all the time every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it really it really comes from childhood, too, because um, I grew up in a two-parent household, mm-hmm. right? But um, I'm, I think people can experience this without it necessarily being your parents. It could be your freaking aunt or your uncle where your mother might want something. But they tell the child, hey, go ask your uncle or go ask your daddy, go ask your aunt, go ask your grandma, because they know if you use the child that they're going to get what they want. Oh, t- tell your daddy you want crab Oh, legs. yes. I can't wait and to do he, that. Daddy, I want crab legs. You're like, okay, anything for my baby. But really, it's mommy that wants yes. crab legs. Or tell your grandma you want to stay over here this weekend. But really, your mama just wants you out the house. And it's all like a manipulation factor. And then you get older and you do that shit mm-hmm. too. Like, ooh. Girl, that one run deep. I didn't even realize how deep that one was. Ooh. For real. And I'm going to keep doing it. I'm about to say, I can't stop because I need, I need my tricks in my tool bag. But I'm only going to whip it out if necessary. I'm definitely going to be one of them tell your daddy you want chicken. Oh, yeah, honey. I'm like, tell me why you want to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Daddy, I want some cheesecake. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Right? Let me, <laughs> like, Let me get dressed. Be already dressed. Like, dang, she got dressed quick. Ready. Or he look over. I know you told. I ain't told her nothing. <laughs> Just a lion. Um, let's see. Do you believe in tough love? Hmm. Okay. I feel that's a good question. Um I feel like I believe in love at all times. So it's like okay, can you define what you would consider tough love? So I know. What okay, you, so when I think of what tough do you love, consider I'm thinking of love? like um like something like in in regards to parenting specifically, 
if my child like is like over here having a whole damn anxiety attack because I won't let them go on a field trip or something. Mm-hmm. And the field trip is probably to a water park. And I just don't feel comfortable sending my child to a water park without my parent, like without my supervision. Like I know other parents gonna be there, but they're not gonna watch you like I'm gonna watch you. So I'll play that water stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I know my child's over here having a fit because everybody else in their class is going. And I gotta watch my child miss out on something that I know will make them happy. But because I know that it's best that my child is you know, I don't trust it. I'm gonna sit there and watch them suffer. Like that's like tough love, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, do I yeah, I, I feel like what was the question? I done got sidetracked. Do you believe in tough love? I'm gonna yes. give you another example. Okay. You, you've seen All American, right? Absolutely. Are you finished with All American? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember when Asher got drunk at the little ball? Yeah. And Coach Baker took him out basically for the rest of the season. It was supposed to be like the homecoming game and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, that's tough love. So yeah, I right. believe in that. But, but 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 wait wait wait. As a result of that, he had to work harder because although it was tough love in that instance, Asher was banking on playing football to get him a scholarship. So then he lost out on other opportunities, but Coach Baker had to make the decision to discipline him. Yeah. I I I see I see where you're going with that. But I feel even though Asher missed out on those opportunities, you only get but so many opportunities to make impactful character building decisions in a child's life. Mm. And I feel like Asher needed that. Because Asher was wilding. He, he was doing a lot for me with the steroids, everything, the drinking. It's just, I know your daddy and your mama got issues at home, but it's like Coach Baker had to be that parent role for him to be like, okay, Asher, I know this is what you what, what you were dreaming of and everything, but I need you to understand that when you have a goal, especially something that's so close that you can freaking taste it, you need to be disciplining yourself because like in the real world, it's not like that. Shoot, you get to college or something, Mommy and daddy ain't around or whatever. Alcohol, drugs, women, men, all kind of stuff play a pay, play, um, play, um, take, oh, what is all, all kind of stuff come into play. You need to make sure that you instilled into these, your children that self-discipline is a real thing. How bad do you want it? Because it's so easy to get sidetracked, especially when it's so close that you can taste it. It's, it's, it's sacrifices that you have to make. So yeah, I definitely believe in tough love. I, I, as long as it's not a lifestyle. Like every and so what makes it a everything lifestyle? I do for my child is tough love. Like I've seen people just like never don't show any compassion towards your children. Everything is just tough, almost like non-emotional. Like um, so for example, you know how they say even with a baby, you know how they say, oh, you need to let your baby cry because she's gonna be spoiled. You know, like that's a form of tough love mm-hmm. when I don't believe you could spoil a baby. Like, there's no, I don't believe you could give a baby too much affection. And then they get to, like, that um, elementary stage, um, K through five, you send your child, um, your child is telling you, mom, I want to wear this. I like how this looks. No, you need to wear this because this is what I like. I don't care what she said. I don't, you don't have no opinion. You don't have no say. It's what I say go all the time, you know? So I think yeah. it's, it's good. It could be good if it's used in a positive way, but. Some parents are just heartless, I feel. They all, but I feel like my parents, for example, I grew up in a tough love type of 
environment. My parents aren't affectionate. My parents are from a different country. It's just a different type of lifestyle growing up. Um, and it, it could be, it was toxic because it got to the point where it's like, sometimes I would do things to myself at a point when I got to be on my own. That was just like, I wasn't allowing myself to express myself. I remember, um, I never used to wear makeup. Know me now, girl, face beat to the God. And I remember my parents used to always just tell me, you don't need makeup. You don't wear makeup. Makeup is for whores. Da, 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 da. So even when I first got to college, my friends used to be wearing makeup. I used to say stuff like, I don't need makeup. I don't wear makeup. Uh-uh, that's for whores or whatever. And I, I remember like the first time I wore makeup, my boyfriend at the time, he looked at me and was like, you don't need that. And that was the first time in my life that I realized that I was manifesting or like a relationship similar to my parents. And I remember checking myself uh-huh. like, hold up. I just remember that always stuck with me like, you know, why don't I need it though? Like when I heard him say it to me, it was like, all my friends are wearing it. So why, why is it an issue for you? I get why it's an issue for my parents, but why is it an issue for you? Like, come on. But yeah. And so, okay. Does physical discipline tie into tough love? Mm. I almost feel like Ooh. Okay, I okay. got a fine example. You okay? Did you grow up? In, did you grow up in a household where you were physically disciplined? Yes, but only by my mother. Okay, so have you ever heard of anyone saying like, "I beat you because I love you," like when they're disciplining? Not necessarily like, but I've heard it. Definitely heard it. But like the whole, uh-huh. mm-hmm. exactly. Now, in the sense we are talking about the child was acting out or whatever the heck. It won't just the like, oh, yeah, you don't piss me off, so I'm finna beat you. But is that tough love, beating someone because you love them? Okay, so to piggyback off of what we were talking about with um, Asher, you know how, like, you have to, like, it's these times to build character when I see you going left to pull you mm-hmm. back. So in a sense, yes, it is tough love. But at the same time, when it comes to whoopings and beating your children, that's just something toxic within itself. Like, because, like I said, like, are we communicating with the children? I beat you because I love you. Like, literally, your your child stole a candy, a piece of candy out of the store, so you go whoop them. So every time they go to steal something, they feel this pain to not do it. But that goes back to slavery. Every time master, mm-hmm. there you go. Slave every mentality. time master didn't want the slave to do something, what do he do? He cracked them. So I'm not raising no slave. I'm not raising somebody to fear me. If anything, I'm going to fear in my children to fear God. But I don't want you to fear me. I want you to make the decision that's ultimately best for yourself. And that's like, come on, like, I'm going to be raising a black child. So I need to tell my child, like, look, stealing not something we could do. Okay? Because look how you look. All right? You're going to be in jail. You don't want to spend your life in jail. But I think whoopings are toxic. And that's why I personally... Maybe when the baby is like little, little, you can pop them because you know, with a baby, it's kind of hard to reason with a baby or a little toddler. But I don't believe mm-hmm. in physical discipline for like young children and like teenagers and stuff like that. Now, I'm about to say, so, go ahead. Am I going to say that I don't think I'm capable of it? Absolutely not. Because I, I know how parents get frustrated with these children because, you know, I'll I be ready to like knock a nigga out sometimes. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have an um opposing opinion. So um 
I don't believe that physical discipline is tough love because I don't necessarily think that you beat your child because you love them. Okay. <laughs> like, um, I think more so you beat them to build character, period. Like, and I don't think, I mean, you could say, oh, building, I can, be, I build your character because I love you. Okay, cool. But ultimately you're not beating them because I love them. Like, and that whole, like, it hurt me more nah, than no way. bullshit. No way. But, um, I will be a parent that will physical dis- physically discipline my child. I will, period. Now, I do believe you do that shit while they're young for the same reason that you just said. Like, the whole looking at a one-year-old and putting on a stern voice saying stop, that shit is a joke to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, now, it's a joke, but I do believe you should talk first. So, like, I'm not about to just be like, oh, you stole, okay, I'm finna beat you so you know stealing is something you don't do. No, we're going to talk about why you should not steal. And then I will physically discipline you. But probably the first time, I'm going to just talk to you. The second time, now it's going to come with phys- physically disciplining. Because I already had this conversation with you. I made sure that you understood and you continue to do it. Now we're going to do physical reinforcement. Now, I ain't going to beat the shit out of you, but this is also going to be while they're young. Like, if um, if my child is four, I think um, maybe, like, after second grade is what I would want to not do it anymore. But when my child is four and they go to daycare and they spit on somebody, okay, you don't spit on people. Spitting is nasty. It is mean. It is disrespectful. Would you want me to spit on you? Okay, well, you shouldn't spit on people. How would you feel if I spit on you because I got upset? How would you feel if I just felt like spitting so I spit on you? Right, that's not right. You don't want me to do that, so I don't want you to do that. Do you want people to think you're mean? Do you want people to think you're nasty? Yada, 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 yada. Now, the moment my child go back to school and spit again because they mad or just because they feel like it, okay, now we're going to have to add physical discipline in that. Whether I pop you with a freaking hand or whatever, if I use a belt and, like, tear your legs up twice or whatever, like, okay, just so you can feel an infliction of pain. But once they get older, if I have done the correct things to communicate with them, I don't want to do that no more because now I should be able to look at you and you already know you're wrong. Or we should be able to have a conversation and I ask you, okay, are you going to do that again? All right, now dismiss. Like, okay, thank you. Let, thank you for having a conversation. You let me know why you did this and me letting you know why I had to sit you down or whatever. And now I'm finna just take your toys away or you can't go outside and things like that. I, I'm not finna be putting my hands on you for the rest of your freaking life. Like, and that whole like punching, I don't believe in punching children. I do believe with boys, you have to be a little more aggressive though, just because most of the time they're, they're like more rough or whatever but I ain't finna be out here slapping my daughter and things like that like I don't I don't believe in that but I do believe that the physical discipline is something that you should implement while they're young but I definitely believe that that whole like oh you should fear me and every time you do this you should think about me beating (laughs) your ass that's mentality like that's some slavery ass shit like well I don't want to go outside come my mama gonna tear my ass up I want my child to be to the point, and it don't even have to be fear. It's just, for me, it's respect. I ain't even trying to break these rules because when my mama look at me, she can look at me with a look of disappointment. And I don't want my mama to be disappointed in me, period. 
Thank you, son. Facts. And like, I, I feel for me, I was I didn't get a lot of whoopings growing up, but like I told you, my mother was the only one who physically whooped me. But the parent that I had the most fear, I don't want to say the parent that I had the most respect for was my father. Meaning that I would go against my mama mm-hmm. so quick. Like, mm, she said not to do this, but I'm going to do this anyway. But if my dad said something to me, I took that to heart. And I, I, I to this day, some things that my dad instilled in me, I'm still holding myself to that standard. You know what I mean? It's like, my dad ain't never put his hands on me. But yeah. it was just something about the way he was able to communicate to me why I wasn't supposed to do these things, you know? And it was just like, you know, he made it make sense. Like, yeah, my dad said I can't go outside till he come home from work. And that do make sense, though, because, like, what if something happened to me? You know, so it's like, I'm going to stay in the house till he come mm-hmm. home. So, yeah. And see, that's another thing, too, because sometimes it creates an adverse effect. Like, I don't even respect you. I don't even respect you because every time. Yeah, I like every time I look, <laughs> if I look up, in, like, you know how they be like, you rolled your eyes, even though they roll their eyes at you, too. But whatever. Mm-hmm. They, be, they be ready to fight you. I'd be like, but you, all I did was roll my eyes. Like, I can't e- express how I feel in this moment. I got to keep my eyes straight. It's like, all right, now, like, I don't think uh, I roll and deserve a whooping. Like, come on. And then I feel like, like, for me, it be, uh, I remember at the time, for me, it became a point of, like, it would just be like, okay, now you're going to beat me again. Whoop-de-doo. Now I'm getting a beating. Like, oh, I already know. Exactly. It's some whoopings I was willing to take. Woo. Exactly. And I had that conversation with my dad. Like, I told him, I was like, to be real, like, the whoopings didn't really do good because at some point I just was like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to get a beating, but it's cool because it's worth exactly. it. I'm going to still do it. Like, and his thing was, well, if you thought about the beating, it did its job. No, because the job was to make me not do it, not to make me think twice and then be like, I'm yeah, still Ultimately, what you created is a person who who had a limit, like, to how much ratchet, like, how much ratchet stuff I would do. Like, I was like, hmm. Well, you know, mm-hmm. running up the cell phone bill is a whooping I'm willing to take because I need to talk to my friends. Like, because back then texting wasn't like unlimited. It was like you had like 250 texts a month. And I know I'm on my 500 texts, but I'm finna send it because I'm going to take a whooping for this because I need to, to set up this. Um, I need to figure out what we're doing tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and then if anything, I feel like that makes you even <laughs> more disrespectful because you thought about right? it. Right? Like, you look, I'm not scared of you, but. I do think, though, I, I do really think don't there's levels you, to it, though, because <laughs> it's like, I know the whooping I'm going to get for this is not going to be the whooping I'm going to get for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, yeah, it's the levels sure. to whoopings, too. It's the little, man, you keep playing with me, I'm going to come over there and fuck you up. Like, a, she might actually try to kill me because <laughs> I really tried it. Like, I didn't do my homework versus I called my teacher a stupid, fat-ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Different kind of whoop- whooping. <laughs> So to close on the tough love thing, do you believe that verbal abuse is sometimes coded as tough love? Like it's yeah. a pop out? I do. I really do. Do you have any examples? Um, one second. Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like sometimes we, we, we mask the 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 um conversation that I'm doing this out of tough love when I'm really I'm doing it out of like fear, right? Because it's like I know mm-hmm. if I don't I'm doing it out of fear because ultimately I don't think parents are a lot of parents aren't equipped 
with what they need to be good parents. So I'm doing this as a precaution almost. So you don't never have to show your ass mm-hmm. so much to where you get to the point where I, you're out of control for me. And I feel like that can be very yeah. toxic because it's, um, I had a professor and this changed my whole entire perspective on parenting in college. And that's why it's like, I know everybody is not, you need to go to college, but there's certain things I learned in college that I just learned through wisdom. It's not necessarily that I got it from the textbook, but it's a certain people you meet in college. And I'm just like, bro, these are some, like, I wouldn't have met you anywhere else but at HBCU. And he was telling me how he never whooped his child. And he was telling me how his son was in medical school. He said he only had one kid. He wished he would have had more because he was so good at raising children. But he taught developmental psychology. And he was breaking it down to us. Like, me and my child have, like, very in-detailed conversations. He was breaking it down to me, the science behind why you can't have dessert before dinner. I was like, I wouldn't know how to tell my child why they can't have a cupcake before they have food scientifically. You know what I mean? I would not know the I wouldn't me. know the terminology. I wouldn't know what system go counteract what. But he broke it down. And I was like, that's when I knew. That's when I knew that parenting is almost like like you know how like there's classes that we feel like there needs to be in college, finances. Like we take we over here taking stuff like um freaking mm-hmm. um at home economics and stuff or like just dumb stuff in college that we like world history. I'm not saying it's dumb. There you go. Something just so crazy that I'm never gonna lose. I never to kill a mockingbird ain't never helped me. Um, but certain things like you know we can put in these classes about emotional intelligence, you know, effective communication, because that stuff can take you so far. You're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, and that like goes back to the communication piece. Like it's all about communicating. And I feel like a lot of people, like you said, they're not equipped with the skills anyways. So they result to what they know best. I'm going to beat your ass and I'm going to talk shit. You want to be stupid? You stupid? You don't make good grades? That's stupid. Like, <laughs> and all of that stuff. Like, And if people could just learn how to communicate, I feel like things would just be a lot better. Like as far as just the parent to parent, parent to child, and then now your child has grown up to be an adult. Like I've seen parents even like verbally abuse and consider it tough love to the point that they call in a child fat uh-huh. all the time. And, or they call in a child ugly, but they say like, okay, well I'm telling you because I love you because that's what people going to say. And that's what people think about you. So at least you heard it here first. Or, uh-uh, you ugly, or you ain't never gonna amount to nothing and everything. That is verbal abuse. I don't give a damn. Like, and I get the whole, I don't get it, but, like, I get the whole, well, it's, at least if I told you when somebody else say it, it don't matter or whatever. But, like, that is so toxic within its own. Like, me growing up saying, I don't give a fuck. All my life, my mama told me I won't ever be shit. So, you saying I ain't never gonna be shit don't mean nothing to me. Like, that's, that's not okay, though. Like, or, okay, well, they they call me fat, but my own parents call me fat. Like Exactly. And cool. really, like, and all of that is a reflection of you t- you telling your child they ain't never going to be shit. You never raised, I ain't trying to be funny. You raised the ain't shit child. Like, it's not, it's not, or your child yeah. is fat. Like, what does that say to, like, I was telling my mom the other day, like, not that my mom's a bad parent, but I was like, mom, I ain't start drinking water till I got to college. Like, water, water wasn't a thing for me. <laughs> Like, I would be drinking the high, high, fructose, high fructose corn syrup was my best friend. 
like juice every day. And I'm like, I'm like my mom, like she always like, I'm a thicker girl. So she always talk about me being overweight. I'm like, I wish when I was a kid, y'all would have instilled in me the importance of nutrition. So we and now I'm in my twenties learning it. Like, oh, so this stuff is bad for you. And maybe if you would have instilled it in me, I would not be where I am today. Regardless if I'm in fact, nutrition is we should have been drinking water out here in the streets. I don't care what nobody say. Um but yeah. mm-hmm. You trying to talk about high blood pressure and how it running our family and I need to care about myself, but we every, every Sunday. Ma- all macaroni and cheese, like, all of that. So it like it's just it go back okay. to that whole um not being equipped, but it's like it's not it's them not being equipped is not necessarily a negative thing because it's like if you like when we come from slavery, if our generations didn't know no better, we couldn't do no better. So I think the the issue we have with right, not an issue, but the thing that we're coming upon now is like enlightenment with our community. So in the next few generations, I just I can't wait to see what what's gonna change. Cause I know like we're really black people especially are getting back to like the core of it, you know, being um physical yeah. as well as spiritual being, something we've been for years, generations. Um, you know, being very health conscious, being very conscious of our emotions and stuff like that. So I, I, I see the shift clearly. Listen, listen, listen. Nah, seriously. Thank you for listening to Thou Must Cope. But I'm gonna need you to do a little something. Subscribe, follow, whatever the hell, so you will not miss another episode and then also give me your feedback you know how you go to the grocery store you go to get fast food and they be like please do the survey okay no i've become that woman rate me google podcast apple podcast spotify wherever you can rate me at go ahead rate the podcast leave leave a comment shit do something and also if you go to anchor.fm slash thou must cope you can also send me a voice memo give me some feedback and i promise i'll add it to one of the episodes peace